Well, I mean, I can see <laughs> there's a picture of you, but you know. Yeah, my dinosaur riding pizza picture, but that's it. Everybody needs one. Why don't I have one? That's what I want to know. You're listening to the Music Manument Podcast for July 27th, 2014. Learn more at musicmanument.com. All right, and welcome to another Music Manument. I'm Tom. Joining me is Doug. It's so funny, your face is right in front of me, and I'm like motioning to you like, hello. Hello, Tom. <laughs> I didn't motion, though. I don't, I don't. How does one motion hello? Well, actually, don't even answer that. Well, no I was, I was, I was extending my hand to you like this guy over here, you know. But oh, yeah. Because like your face is, because yes. your face is all big on the screen in front of me. But I can, course, I can move back if that would be. Useful. No, no, that's perfectly fine. I'm just saying, as I was looking at my other screen, I got two okay. set up. And then before, uh, before we introduce our guests, okay. I have to ask very briefly, the man of the tent. Oh, um, by the time I got done, he had left, the tent stayed, and uh, it turns out my neighbors just wanted to put up a tent. I, I Apparently their friend, I just looked at the wrong time, I guess. Their friend was just sitting out by a tent in our backyard. Um, it's just that when I looked, it looked like a dude that was camped out in our backyard that I didn't recognize. Because we are, our our backyard is a walkway to an open area i mean you used to work over there it's the uh, you know there's that dog park uh right behind right, epic right. well i don't know where the dog park is but i well there was a soccer anyway. field yeah but i know where the soccer field is okay yeah yeah, it's in that area but there's an open walkway so uh i thought he just wandered up and was like this looks like a good spot but turns out my neighbors just put it up and uh the dude left and nothing became of it i know so really no uneventful. one that it's no one that you know, anyone that didn't listen to last week is lost about that whole conversation. So go listen to last week's show if you are curious in the setup for that story. There you um, go. Look at anyway. you. <laughs> Promotion. Um, and then, so our guest today is uh, Matthew from The Dissenters. Yes, hello. <laughs> How are you? Um, I don't know if I was supposed to say hello then. But no, that's hello. perfectly fine. No, it's anytime you want, just speak at will. This 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 is very uh, a relaxed setting. It's a, it's a heart guard show where everybody just talks over each other. There's you know after the intro, awesome. it's just it's all yeah. Plus, awesome. I can get behind that. And also, there's going to be. I, I'm sure we're going to run into delay problems a little bit because you are in Melbourne, Australia. Is that correct? Yes, I am. It's a fairly crisp morning. <laughs> All right. So it is morning there. Okay. I was curious as to yeah. what time it was. Because usually when we yeah, uh, interview people uh, in different continents, I always end up having to be the one to get up and uh, and do the interview. But we're making you do that. <laughs> but of course get up to oh, me all right. get up to me is uh getting up at uh you know 1 p.m. on a saturday so you know it's 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 not really getting up it's just you're in you're getting in the way of my sleeping in but you're not because yeah, you I, I had to i had to get away from that because um left to my own devices i end up having this weird sleep schedule where i wake up at like 8 p.m and work through the night and it's crazy and the neighbors don't like it so <laughs> i had to um start getting up at a more regular hour <laughs> a regular hour being like i said like one more like nine <laughs> nine in the morning 
Oh, yeah. I wouldn't do that. I need a lot of coffee though. Yeah, there you go. You have so to much that. coffee. <laughs> if I if I didn't have work, I wouldn't even bother with that. I would just the afternoon would be my morning. <laughs> yeah. But um anyway, so uh the the dissenters uh, I wanted to ask you uh if you could just explain in your words to the people um uh you know, just explain about the band, tell people a little bit about uh what it is you do. Sure, sure. Well, it's kind of um, a funny story, actually, um, because it started off as being a band, but I could never find the right collaborators. So I was sort of like, well, screw it, I'll do everything myself. And um, so it's kind of like a band of one. I manage everything, I write everything. And um, when I'm performing live in front of people, it's just me on the stage. So it's all um, very intense and personal, I suppose. <laughs> Um, yeah, I was going to ask about that because I noticed, uh, even though it's called the dissenters, I've noticed from, uh, most of your online profiles that it's, it's really just one picture, uh, or not one picture, yes. one person in the picture. Well, it's, a, it's, it's a few pictures with one person. There you um, go. so yeah, <laughs> I, um, I guess what I do is I write sort of like, um, alternative rock or post punk or sort of goth inspired music and, um, you know, perform it myself. I've got a little laptop that I carry around that's got all my um, synths and drums and other settings, and I play on top of that, and it works pretty well. So, and then yeah. this this setup, uh, you said you'd worked with several other people. How did you? Were you already able or uh, knowledgeable in in recording in that style, and then going hell? I'll just do it live. Um, it's kind of, I guess. Um, happened fairly organically over the years I've been doing it like um, I've you know taught myself how to play guitar I taught myself how to use the software I needed to use I taught myself how to record it all just kind of you know fell into place at the right times um, I taught myself how to promote but I still feel like I'm kind of a little bit shaky in that regard um, yeah it's just you know as I've needed to do things, I've kind of taught myself to do them. And this is the result. <laughs> and what kind of software are you using when you when you perform on stage? I know that you play guitar, but then the other instruments, mm -hmm. uh, I mean, how are you doing the, the backing instruments or like even the drum tracks and everything on stage? I use um, Ableton for, for, it's pretty much my primary um, digital audio workstation at this point. I can use um, Pro Tools and stuff, but it's, you know, for the portability aspect, I find it's easier just to do the backing tracks and the recordings in the one program. And it's, you know, it's fairly good for recording the guitar and vocals. So it works for me. <laughs> And on uh, one picture that I saw in your last FM profile, I it okay, mm -hmm. it looks like there's a keyboard player behind you, but possibly this may just be somebody picking up something behind the stage. I'm not sure. Um, ever... I think <laughs> it was um it was it was it was kind of like um, a band night, but I was the only one who wasn't in a band, and so there was like half a band behind me. Um, I've collaborated with people before and done you know they've remixed my work and stuff but um nothing nothing permanent to this stage no <laughs> okay and uh you describe yourself as kind of a post-punk and uh a, you know well electronic solo which we've discussed but uh some of the influences mm -hmm. you say 
are um, like placebo in the Smashing Pumpkins. Uh, yeah, yeah. And do you want to talk a little bit about your influences and uh, just kind of, you know, what uh, what influences the music that you make? I guess it's kind of a, a combination of things. Like, um, it's not, as you said, it's not pure post-punk. It's not pure, you know, lo-fi or goth music. I've got a lot of... Um, sort of influence from um 90s alternative music and and you know the stuff i grew up listening to when i was younger which is placebo the smashing pumpkins you know that that kind of that kind of sound um so i i guess it's a combination of that and um modern goth and dark wave um i have a pretty pretty broad eclectic musical palette really um yeah, and I was. So I hope that. I, well, in looking at this one, I was gonna say uh, I really got a Joy Division vibe from it, and then I saw farther mm. down in your description it says Joy Division, so I was like, okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, no, I Joy totally Division is huge for me. Um, I'm a big fan of, particularly Ian Curtis and his 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 crazy, you know, vocal style, and just that whole era for me is wonderfully inspiring. Yeah. But you decided to to not do the ultra low sort of voice, though. You, you're a little yeah, bit more well, melodic. Yeah, um, I, I guess kind of my natural uh, inclination when it comes to vocals is to be a little bit more melodic. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of I kind of wanted to stick with that um, because I thought that you know deliberately putting on the low. Um, monotone voice is not really how I sing and I wanted it to be a sort of um, organic kind of kind of experience and I think you know the 90s period as well kind of has a bit like that like vocally um, I'm really inspired by placebo's vocalist um, and Ian Curtis and so I kind of put the two of them together because I go low sometimes but I you know bring it up as well do a lot of other things morrissey as well is a big mm. vocal influence actually um yeah i do like some morrissey but uh <laughs> I, I it's funny too because uh the only reason i just weird side story uh the only reason i got into uh morrissey or the smiths at all was because i got a job in high school at uh this one place and the guy that ran the place was obsessed with it i'd never even heard of the smiths before i'd seen the like the album covers and you know i'd seen people at high school wearing it but i had no clue and he would just play it over and over and over again and you know at the time i was transitioning from metal to punk and and i'm talking mm. like skateboarding punk you know like not not even like new wave punk or whatever that sort of stuff mm. so you know listening to like the descendants and minor threat and all that and he's playing morrissey yeah. and stuff and i'm just i'm just sitting there going oh my god but then years later i would find myself craving those songs like all of a sudden i got into it like years afterwards and uh mm. it became mm. it became something that i sought out then and then it really i uh, got into a whole new realm of stuff and just uh i think it was just the fact i was being bombarded with it un- unwittingly um was why i didn't <laughs> like it at first because looking back on it i'm like yeah it's very unique why wouldn't i have liked this you know so that's my yeah. Mor- that's my yeah. morrissey smith story i don't know why i brought that up <laughs> i've always liked this sort of um you know, the contrast, the contradiction in, in the Smiths and Morrissey, like he's got these wonderful, um, upbeat kind of, kind of instrumental pop songs going on while he sings about death and murder and suicide. And, you know, it's, 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 it's 
contrasts is something I'm I'm really fond of. So. And, I, I like it. And I never got that at first. I would just hear the song. I wouldn't hear what he was singing or anything. Um, mm. and, and it took me a while to get, I mean, you have to, it, it's one of those things, uh, like you have to get used to the voice, which is funny because yeah. I like uh, uh, musicians like and vocalists like Leon Redbone, Tom Waits, um, mm. you know, and it, like people with unique voices. And when yeah. Morrissey would sing, I just, you know, you'd hear the voice, you know, just that he did. And, uh, yeah. and it was hard to get by that at first. And then when I did, all of a sudden, I was just like, oh, my God, he's like singing about really depressing things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no clue. No, it's 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 hard. It's hard to get by at first. And he's like so, you know, popular and prolific as well. It's easy to, to dismiss. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I had a similar kind of thing happen with the Talking Heads, who are you know huge and mm-hmm. influential and amazing to me now. I just overlooked them for years because, um, you know, I just thought they were like an '80s pop band, mm-hmm. and you know, they're they're really prolific and really amazing and really you know talented in terms of their compositions. But I just didn't notice at first because I'd only heard like brief snippets snippets of like a couple of songs and it wasn't you know it took a few years to actually get in there and see what it was all about so well and if you I can were, totally relate if you ever listened to the radio in the uh mid to late 80s also you heard the song burning down the house 10 million times so mm. that can get mm. grating too <laughs> yeah it's a great song though <laughs> i know but after a while it's just like it's one of those songs much like uh it's the end of the world as we know it by rem i never need to hear it again yeah. in my entire life like okay yeah you yeah you, you you kind of you kind of you kind of get that if there's something going on beneath the surface you're not necessarily going to um going to pick it up so right yeah i can totally relate <laughs> And uh, so you just released your album in February. Yes, I did. I did. It was uh, an intense couple of uh, weeks, actually, because I went straight from recording that to uh, promoting it to moving to another city mm. um, at towards the end of the month and, you know, the beginning of next month. So it was, it was a pretty crazy time. Did, um, did they kick but, you out of the city? What happened? They're like, get rid of this guy. <laughs> um, I really just um, moved to, uh, you know, continue my study. And because the music scene down here is a little different to the to the scene um, further up north in the country. Like, it's kind of, you know, um, kind of all the cultural artistic stuff in Australia happens down south. Okay. For the most part. That's not really fair and, and, and only partially true, but, you know, in, in terms of um, how people see it. So I wanted to get down and see what that was all about. Um, more opportunities. Yeah, yeah, more opportunities, more um, more of a chance to, I guess, be involved in creative and artistic cultures. Um, so there were a few reasons. Uh, and the weather as well. It's much cooler down here which which i appreciate oh um yeah that's weird that's i'm I'm, I'm i'm weird yeah i'm i'm, I'm weird in that regard actually I, I i went to uh london a couple of years ago and and it was um 
you know, really dark and cold and wet and rainy. And because I was from Australia, everyone was apologizing for the weather. But I was like, no, this is fantastic. This is great. This is exactly what I'm after. So, oh, nice. Um, yeah, <laughs> I'm a bit weird like that. I a lot of my songs involve the rain as well and cold and yeah. So. Now, was this album, uh, yeah. <laughs> was this a self-recorded album, or did you actually go into the studio for it? Why don't you tell us a little um, about the making all my of work it? Is, all my work is self-recorded. Okay. I, um, yeah, I, I basically just use um, Ableton to sort of record my stuff, and um, I've got, you know, a selection of microphones and... and, and a guitar and a amp. I, I pretty much do the same thing live that I that I do in the recording studio. I just get to have more fun with um, making certain kinds of vocal effects and other things that would be more difficult to create um, on a live setting. Because um, I think the thing that really attracts me to uh, digital music production, like in, in terms of... Um, producing things through software it's just the sheer amount of like ways that i can manipulate and um change sound and how like accessible that is to me without having to have you know rooms full of equipment or hundreds of different types of pedals or you know so it's all it's all fairly you know just me in my room shouting and then playing with things right um I tend to improvise a lot as I as I write as well. Like um, I'll have rough ideas of what I want to do with songs, and then I'll sort of work things out from there. And usually by the end, well, sometimes by the end it'll sound exactly how I expected it to, but other times it'll sound completely different and then have a new thing going on, which was the case for a couple of the tracks on the on the new album. So yeah. And then this was a very quick follow-up to uh, your EP that was released in August. Yeah, it probably wasn't as uh, quick as it seemed uh, because okay. um, <laughs> um, that was recorded first off in um, mid-2012 after like a really you know, messed up breakup. I just went into my room and like recorded for a month straight, which is probably why it sounds so unhinged. Um, but like I sort of around the same time I started, um, because before that I was releasing my stuff kind of just online as like digital, digital downloads. And I thought to myself, well, I could really do with, uh, some CDs to sort of sell it, um, sell it, you know, venues as well. And I had to figure out how exactly I was going to do that. So there was kind of a, um, a bit of a delay, I guess, in releasing the final version of the album, which is the album that you see now on Bandcamp and the one that I distribute at shows. It's like, um, got a couple of extra tracks and, you know, I pretty much started recording that, um, around the same time that I started recording my new album and then I, you know, put it all together. So, I mean, there was probably a bit longer between most of it than you'd think, but I'm always working on new material. Um, so 
there's never going to be too much turnaround, I guess. It's. I was actually just having a conversation similar to that uh, either today or yesterday with somebody I know about the illusion that people have of timelines and music and recording in the studio like the the fact mm. that how could they very how those albums came out so close how did they write everything so much and it's like well they could possibly have had it in the background while one was working like my my example of the the best kind of well and a lot of them are urban legend too but like the uh the the song creep by by radiohead there's mm. there's like a, a rumor that was going around or an urban myth or whatever the hell you want to call it. Uh, the part where he goes, jun, jun, you know, right before it kicks in. They say that that part yeah. wasn't wasn't supposed to be that way, that he was just one of the theories is that uh, uh, he the dude that did that, uh, the guitar player hated the song and didn't want to record it. So that's how he played it. Or the other one was that they had been tracking it for so long that on the very last one that he just did that and and it got through or that's the last one they used. And it's that type of mysticism where it's just like, yes, because they couldn't possibly have gone and re-recorded it again or not use that take. The fact that it's just like, you know, those sort of things where it's like, the and that's how it ended up, you know, and it's uh, no, there's and also leading up to it. It's like, okay. They practiced it a million times in the studio. And guess what? They had to practice to go to the studio. You don't just show up and go, hey, guys, I got this great idea. Let's play this song. (laughs) (laughs) How does that go again? Anyway, sorry, a little tangent there. Um, But that's what it made me think of when you were like, well, uh, actually, they were kind of made along the same time or, you know, one was took longer. And in looking at the timeline, I was just like, oh, I understand that makes sense. But other people might be like. Well, how does how can you possibly be working on two things at once? That's insane. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's 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 like um, Jamie Stewart of Shushu released like two albums at the start of this year, three albums at the start of this year, and and how do you make sense of that? <laughs> you know, <laughs> right? It's, it's it's obviously been material that's been worked on for for a while, and you know is now coming to the focus for to the fourth or whatever thing. Cause the other thing that, um, I discovered, uh, especially with, with, with the most recent album that I recorded, um, is that stuff like, um, you know, promotion and, and packaging of albums can take a long time. Like the actual recording process was probably done, um, at the start of December, but it took me two months before I was really ready to actually put the thing out there. So that was, that was kind of strange as well, because before, I mean, I'd been able to do a lot more things, um, because I was just releasing online because I wasn't trying to worry about producing, uh, physical CDs or like selling my music to, um, international journalists or radio stations or anything like that. I, I had to, um, you know, I could I could pretty much just put things up online as soon as I was done with them, and I can't really do that anymore. <laughs> so, you yeah, can't put them online take anymore. Time. Well, I I can. I was going to say, <laughs> can, is someone but, stopping um, you from doing this? <laughs> Legally, you cannot well, put your things not, online not, anymore. Not at all. Not at all. Um, <laughs> it's 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 just, you know, um, I guess trying to trying to get as much of an audience as possible for for the stuff that I 
I put out. I, I can put it out online, but I like to hold things back, release things together, you know. Okay. Um, it all ends up there eventually. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's fine. So you're saying you're not rolling yeah. the releases as you finish them? Uh, you're trying to put um, them more in, an, more in a, 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 a collected album sort of format yeah yeah generally generally i like to i like to collect things together rather than rather than rolling it out because i mean it's kind of i guess it's becoming a little bit strange to do things that way now like i know a lot of acts will just sort of put their new songs up on soundcloud as they happen and and um, guilty you know that's that's great but i personally think in terms of albums and that that even um even goes in terms of albums i'm listening to like i find it easier to conceptualize things in terms of like eras and wide themes rather than necessarily individual tracks so i like to sort of do a bit of the same thing um but it it depends i mean sometimes i just release stuff it's it's my project so it's all completely up to me really which is great (laughs) right that's true i mean it's and, and then sometimes if you don't follow through, you give yourself a stern talking to like, damn it, I talked to myself yeah. about this. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Um, and I want yeah. well, I wanted to ask you uh, about the uh, artwork for the the albums that you've been putting out. You you seem to have mm-hmm. different people doing the artwork now. Are they people that you know, or how are how are you getting these uh, the artwork for the albums? Um, they're people I know, they're, they're, they're friends and sort of people who are, um, around me locally who have a lot of talent. Um, I actually got, uh, a lot of the original inspiration for the idea was a local band called the Red Paintings who, um, often employed, uh, like painters to, to paint canvases and stuff while they were performing Hmm. and you know for a lot of their earlier work they did the same thing they like canvassed their unintentional pun (laughs) uh local friends and and sort of fans to get them to create album art and turns out it turned out really well you know it gave it a really sort of personal interesting kind of touch and i thought that's kind of what i want to do for my stuff as well like i want my um you know, my project is, as I said before, it's very personal, very, very passionate, very sort of emotional. So I wanted to, you know, um, harvest the passion of my friends and the and the people around me who I knew were as invested in their art as I was and sort of, you know, get those images together with my music and create sort of a you know, like a, like a thing, (laughs) get both of our work out there into the world at the same time. So yeah, I guess, I hope that makes sense. (laughs) A thing. Why wouldn't it make sense? You want to make a thing. Hey, can you make a thing? thing. Yeah. I, I, you know, um, generally it's, 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 it's all, um, sort of, uniquely created to 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 match the album because that's that's something that we talk about we like um i'll communicate with um the artists and sort of we'll talk about themes they want to 
themes that they draw from my music and I'll talk about, you know, themes that I draw from their paintings and we'll sort of put it together and come up with like a bit of a collaborative artwork and then that'll become my album art. So, oh, cool. and it, you know, it tends to, tends to work out pretty well. Like I, I, I feel like the albums are a sort of, um, brought something special by the, by the art that, I've, you know, helped get on them, and I, I feel like, yeah, so it's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. And then uh, I, want, <laughs> I wanted I, to... Uh, I, I'm sorry, I, I just no, go it's on It's morning on. there, it's um, morning there, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> I see, I'm the same but, way on the opposite end. When, we, when we're doing it in the morning, um, uh, I always feel like I'm... I'm, I'm either going, do I know what I even just said? Or, you know, I, I, or did I have too much coffee? And I'm just like, but luckily it's night. I think it's here. always the latter for me. Like I just have to drink a million coffees to get going. So when I get going, I'm like, right. Like a beam of light or something. Uh, yeah. So how long ago did you move into, um, uh, move into Melbourne? I forgot. I, you may have mentioned um, that before, but I forgot. Yeah, about uh, around about the time where I where I um sent out my last album, I, I don't know exactly when it was. I think it was around March or April. Um, it was a bit of a blur, really, because uh, as I mentioned before, I, I moved down to study, and and so I ended up getting here um, about a week before uni started, and it's been pretty intense. Yeah. So. Yeah, because I'm moving into sort of postgraduate stuff now from 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 my undergraduate, and it's the difficulty curve is curve is uh, vertical, but you get that. <laughs> I get to read a lot of books, which is nice. Well, and have you played out a lot in uh, Melbourne since you've been there? Um, not yet, but I'm going to be trying to get out a bit more and. Um, play some more shows in in the next few months that's like my um my goal for the next half of the year because um at the beginning like it was it was a huge hassle like getting all my stuff here and getting the internet set up in our house and and i didn't have time or really any ability to book shows so Mm -hmm. that's going to be my challenge for the next six months um i you know obviously haven't been resting um though i've i've got another half an album or something that i've 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 recorded um for another project that i'm going to release with a comic book sometime soon oh really um so that should be very exciting <laughs> yeah um yeah i'm as i said before i'm always doing stuff i i think you 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 have to be to be like a um emerging artist always moving on to the next thing always evolving otherwise you know things move so quickly you're going to get left behind yeah and is this going to be the center's <laughs> project or is this uh... uh it'll it'll be for my even more obscure side project robot boy Destro- destroys the universe there you go um which is yeah <laughs> kind of kind of like a musing on um 
growing up as a weird teenager in like a small town and you know just um a lot of experimental kind of electronic music it's around the internet as well <laughs> um but it's um gonna be like hopefully the um you know the real debut for that project will be what i'm working on now you know, um, you know what i like yeah i like that mm-hmm. i i like that you uh created a side project for your solo project you're like you know i need to branch off into my own thing uh for a little while <laughs> i think about that sometimes uh, it's 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 mostly like a like a tone thing because even though i'm doing you know a project that's just for me and um i pretty much do what i like within that project there's still kind of certain sounds and certain ideas that would be difficult to explore with the sort of uh sounds and themes that i've established so far so i kind of you know because 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 i um i guess want to keep a certain consistency there sometimes i feel the need to explore other things it's still me it's just like a different a different me <laughs> that doesn't um, sound like it's the same you at all <laughs> i'm start- yeah no it's 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 not not when you put it that way no <laughs> i'm starting to think that there's it, uh multiple personalities happening here <laughs> maybe there is maybe there is i think i think if you're creating stuff you're often supposed to be crazy so maybe that's what's going on <laughs> you just don't tell um, them about the other band you're like don't tell my other self <laughs> well it's 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 okay because um because yeah <laughs> I, I don't think they'll mind okay well good <laughs> yeah so you mentioned external music made me think of um a friend of the show his name's his stage name i guess is c Ryder, but he has a couple different at least a couple of different net labels that he does. One of them's mm-hmm. Muse Music, and one of them's um, called Deriv. Um, mm-hmm. CC, I guess, or, or maybe it's just mm-hmm. called Derivative. The the URL is dr.deriv.cc. But um, I don't know if you've worked with net labels at all. But I know that that uh, his name's Chris. I'm just gonna call him Chris. I know that Chris mm-hmm. is um, you know always looking for new stuff, and he's got there, there's a whole sort of scene. Um, with experimental people. And I, I don't know if you're, you know, into that scene or if it's just this, you know, it's a side project, but um, mm-hmm. something that you might, that might interest you if, if you're looking to sort yeah, of... Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll check it out. I'm always kind of like fringing on that scene. I don't, I don't think I've ever fully crossed the threshold yet, but it's definitely something, something I'm interested in. Like I've, um, even with my, my, you know primary project i've played alongside experimental bands and i have um you know i've got a kind of vaguely avant-garde approach to my music which seems like a strange thing to say but you know i'll work in little bits of field recordings and strange sounds and stuff like that um just into what i'm doing so i i can really relate to that sort of scene um yeah <laughs> i'll look into it and speaking of scenes now uh us being a mainly driven creative commons podcast 
talking to creative commons mm-hmm. artists and musicians. What, what got you into uh, putting your music under creative commons? I guess it's just um, the, it reflects the way I approach music and culture just, just generally. Like when I was younger, um, I grew up in a sort of small kind of city, small town in, in regional Australia. And, um, you know, there wasn't much of a local way to kind of get content or ideas that I was interested in that, that really spoke to me. So obviously I did what a lot of people do in my situation, which is going to the internet and downloading things for free. Um, and I think that like now that I'm older, I see a kind of potential for revolution in that kind of, um, that kind of uh, approach to culture because art is um, it's a community thing as, as much as it is like an individual expression. Like it's with my own music, it's kind of like a um, combination of everything I've ever listened to kind of put into a form that's agreeable to me combined with my personal experiences, my own personal perspective. So the way I see it, there's kind of a community uh, side to, to music, to, to art to begin with. And I don't see why that should be um, locked down. I don't, I don't see why art should be only the property of the person who's uh, created it when so much of it has come from the world. It's kind of like giving something back, I guess, and helping to sort of um, encourage the next generation of creative people because that's what it was like for me. So, yeah. I got I to gotta say, and Doug, back me up if I'm wrong on this, but I, that's probably the first time I've asked that question, and it started out with, when I was a child, I grew up in a small town. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm sure there are people that. I mean, I grew up in small towns. No, but, but as I don't an explanation to that question, ordered, yeah, I don't think those words have ever been ordered, um, uttered on the show until now. They may have been. Well, I don't know. Gurdenark actually. I mean, his Robert Nunnally, his stage name is a small town in Arkansas. Um, hmm. But so I doubt that was his re- his answer to why do you put your music under Creative Commons? Well, that's true. That's yeah, what I'm that, saying. Yeah, yeah it's that's it's true. it's it's the start of my answer, I guess, because I've been yeah. thinking about it a lot these last couple of days. Because you know, I I know what the podcast is about, so I right. I knew that I was going to be asked that if nothing else, and I wanted to think about my relationship to you know. Oh, it was nice. It was. And, and, it was, yeah, it was, so. I mean, I, I like the way it tied like that. It was just funny. Like it, it, it started from the beginning and I, I thought that was kind <laughs> of interesting, you know, <laughs> like, like, yeah, like it's, it's, if this were a movie, we would have flashed to when you were a child and then it would yeah. have yeah. Kind of followed you along in a montage <laughs> yeah. as you narrated over the scene. Yeah. <laughs> I like but, that. But it also, you know, mm-hmm. sorry. <laughs> well, I, you know, it's interesting too, because it, to a certain extent that that is the case for everyone you know like that they grow up they either reject or they take you know and probably do some of both of the things that they grow up with their childhood but not a lot of people necessarily think about it and i i 
you know, haven't thought about it until now, but I wonder how much of that we can see in the music as opposed to maybe other artists that don't draw, you know, as much from their childhood as perhaps you do. I don't know. Um, you know, and, and growing up in a different type of location than you are now can have a, you know, a big effect too. A lot of people, you know, they may move, but they might not move very far. So, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I'm pretty much like always moving to more urban environments because um, I kind of see cities and, and large numbers of people as being kind of liberating and, and small groups of people as being kind of stifling. So I'm always moving on to something bigger. I probably won't stay here forever. I'll probably move somewhere bigger again. Um, when you move to New York, I can come visit. So <laughs> I'm looking at London right now, but New York is also very appealing. Um, I may end up there someday. Who knows? <laughs> and then how did you yeah. first hear about uh, Creative Commons itself? Like when, uh, when, what was your first exposure to the actual concept of it? Um, gee, that's a good question. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> I think... It might have been back in, like, the early 2000s, late 90s, in the age of DeviantArt, when it just showed up as one of the options for licensing, and I read about it, and I was kind of like, that's a really good idea. <laughs> oh, okay. You know, because it's... As, as I said before, I mean, I, I feel like for a lot of people... Um, particularly growing up in, in sort of like the environment that I did with the sort of relation to media that I did coming from the internet, I feel like a lot of people already kind of treat uh, material in that way. Like they, they will already be trying to remix things. They'll already be trying to sort of cover things that maybe not under traditional copyright law that they necessarily have the rights to do. Mm -hmm. um but they sort of they sort of act as if they're working under a non-commercial creative commons license anyway so i think i think it's kind of like a natural step if that makes sense <laughs> no, definitely and that's i mean that's a lot of how uh people we've spoken to have gotten exposure not necessarily through uh deviant art that's i think that's the first one i've heard where uh it was discovered <laughs> through deviant art but but i remember when it was yeah, that's, on there that's too a, Mm. and uh it, very 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 subcultural thing i, I think mm -hmm. but but yeah. it's that whole thing with uh it, it it's funny the um the concept of creative commons is also kind of uh in a sense its own branding uh mm. which which is which is kind of funny in the mm. fact that you click on it and you'll go through and then it'll take you to describe it but it describes it in the concept of the art that it's being used on and then you'll be like well what's this thing i want to put that on my art i like that concept just like you did yeah and uh i think yeah. that's how a lot of people get exposed to it well also i mean even before i had my art under creative commons i always kind of thought that that's the way i wanted it to be approached anyway you know i was still sharing it online for free i was still willing to sort of you know if, if people wanted to wanted to remix it if people wanted to sample it if people wanted to use it for something else that would be totally fine um i just i just I guess I just assumed that that's the way things were. So when I found a, a, a way to sort of make that known to the to the world that that's what I wanted to do, it just seemed 
crazy not to, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. And now the name, the band name, the dissenters, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, where did that come from? It's, um, it came from like way back, um, when I first came up with the idea to have a band, which was actually a sort of like collaboration between myself and a housemate. Um, and I, you know, we were looking for a unique word to describe ourselves. And I thought, well, um, what we should probably do is make one up because then no one can steal it and ever have it again. Um, and I wanted to make up a word, I guess, that sort of encompassed what I was trying to do with my music, and that's dissenters, which is like, to me, a combination of dissent, meaning like dissent into madness with dissent, which is like, you know, um, standing against society. So it's kind of like a like a combined word about um the sort of the way that when you go against the mainstream people kind of think you're nuts but you do it anyway because it's what you are so that's what i am (laughs) i think that's two weeks in a row we've had a band that kind of created a name their own name but uh you went for more of a i want to say more of a more of a deep and uh you know uh artistic well no the other one was artistic too but yours was it based on that description the one last week was they mashed two words together and they called it plush goulash that and wasn't last week that wasn't last week no we had um wayne on from fitting the conniption oh that's week. right i'm sorry oh, well it was close i don't we know we did what, have plush goulash on the week before recently. i think or whenever yeah anyway it was I, the week before i barely know what day it is now so don't blame me for that one <laughs> but uh but but it was a similar conversation Actually, saturday for you know for him it is for uh, matt yeah yes so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but that was, and then we even <laughs> talked about the fact that uh, they had other uh, stuff they made up names for, and the f- I pointed out to them that the first name that they kept uh, giving things was some sort of like fuzzy, fluffy, like animal name. Uh, like another one they did, <laughs> another one they did was like fuzzy something or other, or uh, I forget what it is off the top of my head. But but it's a it's a similar sort of thing. Only yours is like. Uh, more of a well, no. There's just a description too. It, they're they're different things, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, but kind yeah, of the same. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I think it's I think it's a very like you know lo-fi indie artist kind of thing to do. Like make up a name for yourself. I just happen to steep everything in subtext because it's what I'm interested in. <laughs> you know, right? Um, Nothing wrong. Yeah, with that. like I, I have another song which is ostentatiously about wanting to move to England, but it's not. It's about um, the wide Sargasso Sea, and if you read the book, um, there's kind of like an irony to it because uh, when she gets to England, the protagonist of the book, all that happens is she gets sort of locked up and she never gets to see anything until she goes mad and burns the house down so <laughs> you know that's it's, what the talking like head song is about too you beat me to that one i was totally gonna yeah. make a comment about that <laughs> that's um, a, it's interesting though because i just heard uh and i mean i started watching i want to say it was uh orange is the new black on on netflix and there was a conversation mm-hmm. on that last night that was kind of similar. Whereas the uh, who is it Yates that said the road less traveled, uh, I think, or Keats, 
I don't know, was some literary person said the road less traveled and people always misquote it is what she's pointing out is that the road less traveled isn't necessarily saying is the, um, you know, a, a different way to go or whatever. She's essentially, or uh, the author is saying neither one of them have an option because they'll both, the outcomes are going to be an outcome nonetheless. Like basically saying that, yeah. you know, you expect something and then when you finally get there, it's not necessarily meaning that you took the correct path. It's just saying that yeah. you made it, you made a, a, an uninformed decision based on some sort of superstitious thing or expecting a good outcome because yeah. of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's the same kind of thing. And I think I, I think I have a lot of that kind of, kind of running through my, things that i write because it's it's something that i have a tendency to do <laughs> just you know come up with ideas and then follow them through and live with the consequences it's going all right so far <laughs> it, well i mean you you've been in melbourne for a couple months now and you're already talking about going to london i mean we've mentioned it several times now so i don't know it's it sounds like you're already yeah doing other no, things it's it's, it's... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I've, I've I've always got got um got ideas for what I'm going to do next. <laughs> Whoa, what just happened? I have no idea. Ah, right, I see. Something else joined. Somehow, Doug's on here twice, <laughs> and he's typing. I, I I can see that. His he's, other he's got a, is there. I'm there's gonna, a third person in the chat now, so. I uh, I'm trying to mute that thing. Everything's going crazy. <laughs> Doug, hang up. <laughs> there we go. Whoo, that was insane. <laughs> That was pretty intense. I know. Yeah. It was like it was like we hit some turbulence, and it was like tr I was trying to keep the plane from crashing. Um, yeah, I think we got. I think we got through it. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's all yeah. cool now. Um, uh, now, uh, one of the things we like to ask as we get to the end of the uh, show is mm -hmm. um, uh, one of the questions is who are some people that you know in the Creative Commons mm -hmm. community today that uh, you think we should talk to there. The, uh, the reason we like to ask it is because this is how we get, um, uh, we get to network to people that we never would have heard of before in a lot of cases. So is there anybody mm. that you can think of, uh, that you think? Yeah. I, 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 honestly, I, I, I kind of hate to disappoint you, but I, I don't really know anyone. I, I feel like a lot of, um, Australian artists in particular aren't, aren't very, um, they don't necessarily go to distribute their stuff online first. Um, so I'm, I'm not really sure, like, and I know you've had artists on your show before, but I, I feel like, I feel like it's kind of still a bit of a strange new thing to do here. Mm -hmm. Um, because, you know, for a long time, I don't even think we really had decent internet so oh really yeah sorry <laughs> hmm. interesting um, it's kind of it's kind of yeah, yeah for the most part like I, I can tell you a lot of great australian bands like really really talented people but i don't know if any of them are actually doing um are actually releasing their work via creative commons or actually are actually releasing their work even for free online i think it's mm -hmm. mostly Bandcamp and 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 
local live shows but i mean if there's anyone out there who's listening and wants to correct me then that's 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 fine as well i just personally haven't really heard of it and it's not um, that uncommon either uh there are a lot of people we've talked to where we've asked them even in their direct community uh if they know of any other musicians like that and it's not uh, most of the time uh people say that they i mean they don't know of any other bands that do it sometimes we'll find a group of people that just happen to live in the same uh same community but um yeah it's it's so it's it, it's not that out of the ordinary so don't yeah, don't be yeah. too disappointed you can't think of nothing <laughs> I'm, I'm 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 a bit disappointed just uh uh in general as well because i i think it's i think it's like a great thing to do for you know not just not just culture in terms of inspiring creativity but just for yourself as well because um i kind of have this this sort of approach where like any um having an audience is is like the best thing you can possibly do so if you if you want to get your music out there as as widely as possible into as many ears as possible then that's you know the the best way you can attract the largest following possible but i don't have a particularly large following so maybe i'm barking up the wrong tree there it's my personal philosophy so <laughs> come on you're yeah. doing fine <laughs> i'm doing all right there you go <laughs> positive attitude um yeah and uh, uh now before you snuck in that whole comic book idea so uh, another question mm-hmm. we like to ask just specifically for reasons because of that we like to ask people um uh, is there anything else you're working on or something that we didn't know about uh, that we didn't cover today that you'd like to talk about? Um, well, there's the side project that we've talked about. I also write fiction, oh. but um, the 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 uh, literary industry is very different to the music industry, so I'm less inclined to sort of self-publish and release things for free there, although there's like heaps of early work that I've released online when I was younger that has my name attached to it and I guess is kind of telling, (laughs) but, um, yeah, yeah. Mostly, mostly just, 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 just the stuff I've talked about today and, and my fiction, which hopefully we'll hear about sometime in the future. (laughs) All right. Now, we're going to, uh, close the show with one of your songs today. Uh, the song waste you, Uh, would you like to mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about the song? Um, it's, uh, I, I, how do I talk about this song? I, I probably shouldn't have selected something so hostile. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's basically about, um, I went out one night and came home, which is, which is, you know, a fairly normal thing to happen. But, but after that, I found out that a mutual, like, acquaintance had been saying things about me that were not very nice this was very very strange to me because i hadn't spoken to this person in like five years and you know had had not done anything to sort of offend or 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 hurt them in any way it was just like randomly out of the blue and i kind of couldn't believe that someone could be so caught up in the past for so long with absolutely no prompting at all so i wrote a song about it which is how i deal with these kinds of encounters 
um and there it is all right yeah so <laughs> okay and it's it's got a lot of um this was probably like on a on a production technical level this is probably like one of the songs where i was most um keen on experimenting with like old video game synths and stuff like i use i guess going back to what you said before about going back to childhood i've got a lot of nostalgia for like early 90s um and just 90s dos games so i like to use a lot of synths that are kind of reminiscent of those sounds and and i i use them to sort of to sort of create a kind of soundscape for this song so over the top of distorted vocals and guitar (laughs) right so yeah well matthew uh thank you you very much for uh coming on the show today no worries thank you for having me and then this is the song Waste You by The Dissenters. And we'll see you next time on another Music Manument podcast at musicmanument.com. <laughs>